Are you a small business owner looking for real-life inspiration with a side order of marketing education? Welcome. You're in the right place. My name is Genevieve Lahan Alderman, and I'm a career public relations professional who took a four-year detour into the world of small business. If there's one thing I've learned about entrepreneurship, it's that the road can be rocky. And I've learned the hard way that things don't always work out exactly the way we've planned. But you know what? Sometimes they may just work out even better than we ever imagined. Join me every week as I chat to kick-ass business owners about their journey through the crazy world that is entrepreneurship. And together, we'll learn from small business marketing experts who provide you with actionable tips that you can implement in your business right now. After each episode, the conversation continues. So come and chat with me on Instagram at Genevieve Lahan Alderman. So are you ready to be inspired and to take marketing action in your business now? Let's jump straight into today's episode. Good morning and welcome to this week's episode of Behind the Brand, Small Biz Marketing and More. Guys, I am so excited to bring this episode to you and honestly, recording it felt like I was having a personal social media coaching session um, on the one type of social media that I have been so hesitant, I mean, so, so hesitant to try and that is Reels. You will hear me taking notes during the episode. I learned so much and I know you are going to as well. And if you're anything like me, the thought of filming a reel kind of makes you want to crawl into a hole and hide. Well, that's actually how I felt before recording today's episode. But after chatting to Monique Lombardo, founder of Socialista and co-founder of Rise with Reels, I felt so excited and empowered to start creating reels even though part of me absolutely feels way too old and way too uncool to be doing it. Now, as part of our deal, I promised Monique that prior to this episode going live, I would post at least one reel. And as a woman of my word, I've done just that. Now, Monique talks to me today about why all small businesses need to be using reels as part of their content strategy and exactly what what kind of content you can create. And trust me when I say it doesn't have to be all things pointing and dancing because I am not a dancer. Okay. If you're ready to be inspired, let's just jump straight into today's episode. Welcome, Monique. Okay, I just tried to welcome you, but I completely mucked it up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited to have you here because as I was just telling you, I am terrified of reels and I really want to do them and I see how well you do them and I need to learn from you. You are the master. Please introduce yourself and tell everyone what it is, who you are and what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. I love all things reels. I just think you know, what were we doing on Instagram before Reels came out? I have no idea. Because of our smash avocado. <laughs> now the $40 smash avocados that don't get us houses. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so I am Monique. I am the founder and creative director of The Socialista. You can find me on Instagram. And I create Reels for both my brands, for my businesses that I work with. Um, I'm also the co-founder of Rise with Reels, which is a four-week Instagram course teaching businesses and brands how to nail and skyrocket their brands using Instagram Reels. 
um, and I'm an Instagram coach. So I teach people and I guide people into what they should and shouldn't be posting, how to reach their target audience, how to come out as authentically as possible, and how to really showcase their best self on socials in order to draw in their target audience and turn those followers into dollars. Okay, that is an elevator pitch and a half. I love that. (laughs) Amazing. Can you tell I do this a lot? Yeah, I know. Exactly, exactly. You've got it down to a T. Now, Instagram (laughs) is really, it's new. It's not something that's been around for five years. Mm. Even really, I don't even know when it started, even one year. How did you get into this? How did you become a specialist in this? Tell me about how this evolved for you. Good question. So, Reels came out in August and it just so happened that my second business birthday was in August. And so I did a reel, one of my, my first legit reel was my second business birthday reel and it just went off. People saw it to this day. When anyone hears the song that I used in that reel, they will record a video of themselves dancing to it and send it to me. Like it's that iconic still to this day. Love that. Um, But where I got started in this was, one, jumping in the deep end and just doing it. Too many times, like you said, people are scared to get out there. They're scared of failing. They're scared of doing something wrong. But if you don't do things wrong, you don't fail along the way, are you really trying something new? Mm. Are you doing something that pushes those boundaries? Um, So that's what I did initially. But in the background, I'm actually, I actually have a degree in this. So my degree is um, a Bachelor of Communication and Media, majoring in journalism and digital media. And in digital media, I focused purely on social media and video. So my background is in videography. So I know exactly how to piece things together. I know exactly you know, what to do, the technicality side, for example, the lighting, where to position things, how to start and finish a reel, how, you know, what are the elements that you need inside of your reel that is really going to take it to that next level. So having that background behind me really did help me stand out from the rest on Instagram reels. And yes, there are quite, there are a few people that are just kind of dabbling into it and they're doing bits and pieces here and there, but it's, it's the people who are really challenging themselves, putting themselves out there and thinking, you know what, if I don't do this, when am I ever going to do this? You know, the time is now. Bite the bullet, feel the fear, do it anyway, and your page, your business, your brand will thank you for it later. I love that. That is that is true. And I know I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions that I'll be applying. I think I'm going to have to make a promise to you that before this goes to air, we've probably got about a month, I'm going to do a reel. That's going to be yes. my promise. <laughs> People can now, they right. holding myself accountable. I love that as well. I'm, I'm media comms majoring journalism as well. Same history. Love that. And now we all end up in kind of weird places, I think, us media <laughs> people. Okay. So people know what reels are. If they don't, yeah. give me a quick snapshot of what a reel is, just in case somebody is completely new to this. Awesome. So reels is Instagram's newest feature. It's almost like they come back to TikTok. So they are short form videos between 15 and 30 seconds, soon to be 60 seconds, where you can either, you can record videos that really showcase more than just a photo, showcase more than what you can do. So it really just allows you to showcase your personality, showcase, you know, dynamic content that is going to propel your business. And the best thing about Reels is that they are being favoured at the moment on Instagram, which means the more that you do or the more that you kind of stand out doing Reels, 
the more you're rewarded on your page, you're rewarded with engagement, rewarded with followers, rewarded with DMs and inquiries, beating down your door saying, let me work with you. And it's just so true because everyone that I work with, people are like, wow, I posted a reel and I got three inquiries. The power behind reels is unlike anything before. And it's like, why not utilize this tool? It's free. Yes, it may take a bit of time. Yes, it may take a bit of trial and error, but hey, it's worth it. And that's what I'm here for. <laughs> you know, the Rise of Reels course is here to teach you how to create reels that is going to make your brand stand out. I love that. Do you think all small businesses need them? 100%. And so many people say, how will it work for me? Or will it work for me? Yes. If you're a business that is creating content in terms of just posting photos, yes, it'll work for you. For example, if you are a restaurant, show the food coming out of the the kitchen and onto the table, maybe someone eating it. Show that process. If you're a jeweler, again, the process of how you turn the ring from just a diamond and a piece of scrap metal into something that is beautiful and timeless. If you are a influencer, show people behind the scenes of your day, maybe give them some tips and tricks. If you're in marketing, give them, you know, your three best tips to stand out on socials, something like that. So it is really versatile in the things that you can do. You can do the the sort of value-based reels. You can do behind the scenes reels. You can also do marketing type of reels. Like I posted a reel last week um, just promoting this brand new service that I have and I had 50 applicants for it. Oh my God. From one reel. That is crazy. Yeah. And, and that's I- one reel. And I haven't even spoken about it since then. And people are still, to this day, it's five days since I've posted it. To this day, people are still applying to join this new service. And I guess people in a service based business need to think about how hard would you have to work on other avenues to get 50 inquiries? Exactly. And the thing is, you know, if you're going to spend all this time creating, let's just say, for example, seven posts per week, that's a bit of time to spend creating captions, taking photos, sourcing photos, hashtags, etc. But when you could actually be using that time to create two reels and maybe do three posts instead, like three photos instead, and get more reach because Instagram reels have a shelf life of three weeks. Whereas your post has a shelf life of just three days. Yeah. So it's like, why not just capitalize on the extended growth or the extended reach that your reel has rather than just playing it safe and doing a, doing a post or doing a graphic, which really only has the potential to reach your audience that you already have. You've talked about the value. Do you think versus Instagram stories and IGTV, do you think they're the most valuable? Do you think we should just be doing that? Should we be doing all three? This is going to be picking your brain as a social media manager. What do you think that combo should be like for people? Because they can be like, okay, well, if I've got to do posts and I've got to do stories and I've got to do IGTV and I've got to do reels, it's a lot. Yeah. What would you? How would you prioritize that? One, I would say it's all in moderation, and I think you need to. I think you need to write down what your goals are, and how can that piece of content facilitate that goal. For example, if your goal is to strengthen your relationship with your existing ex- existing audience, then stories are where you should be pouring majority of your effort into. If your goal is to reach new people that aren't following you already but may be interested in what you're doing, then reels are the way to go. If you're looking at providing more value, more information, then the IGTVs. But 
The formula that I would follow for this would be stories five days a week, and that can be spread out throughout the day. Five days a week, definitely, definitely, definitely. I would be doing two to three reels per week. And again, depending on your schedule, depending on your ability, if you physically can't get out three reels, then don't create three reels. Think about quality over quantity. So if you can get out one high-quality reel, then post one high-quality reel. And then IGTVs, I don't think they are as necessary as other things. But, you know, posting an IGTV here and there, you know, once once a month, once every two weeks or maybe even once every, you know, two months, you know, if that's what you can do, then then do that. And then with posts, it's really just depending on how many reels you're doing. But you could do two posts per week. You could do three posts per week and your your split could be three posts per week, two reels per week, and then five days a week you're on stories. Give yourself a bit of a break on the weekend because we all deserve a break. <laughs> okay, to recap, we can do five stories a week. Yes. Or stories five times a week because obviously they can go more than one frame. Two to three yeah. reels in a week and then yeah. two to three posts a week. Yeah. Really dominate on Instagram. Even for me, I only post reels. That's it. I don't post any feed posts because, one, I see better return in posting reels than I do of posting um, posts and because they get the incredible reach that you don't see anywhere else as well. So instead of getting photos, well, I will be getting more photos soon, but because I don't have a huge bank at the moment, <laughs> I'm keeping some of them. But um, just think about, okay, what kind of time do I have this week to dedicate to creating content? And again, I really do encourage batch creating your content. So pick a day in the week, block out two hours and make that your content day. Whether that be, you know, let me record as many reels as I can. Let me record two reels, upload two posts, like schedule two posts and write the captions. Whatever that may be for you, get it done in the one sitting. That way you are finished for the week. But yeah, I would definitely focus heavier on reels just depending on your timeline and what your week looks like I completely agree with you on batching content I think a lot of us well even myself I work full-time so I'm not creating posts every day I'm doing my at the moment what I'm posting is posts so that I'm doing one day a week for almost 10 days in advance so that I know that if I've had a shitty day at work and you know what the last thing I feel like is creating some content at least I know I've got content going live Exactly. I think there's so much power to that. I want to ask as well, so looking at your page, as you said, you don't actually put posts in the feed. They're all the thumbnails of your reels. Do you suggest people are doing that or they're keeping it on the reels tab? What do you think is more effective? Think about it this way. If someone was to come across your page, some person that's not even following you, they don't know anything about you yet, they come across your page, what are they going to see first? Mm. They're going to see your feed, right? And now if your best pieces of content are your reels, keep them on your feed because if they're going to make the decision as to whether to follow you or not, they're going to go through your reels and and watch them or go through your posts and read them. There is a very small you know, handful of people that will go to your page and automatically just go to your reels tab and just watch your reels. Mm. Very few people because it's not one – it's not something that we usually do because, again, reels are quite new. 
So we don't have that instinct to be like, okay, feed, reels, let me continue watching. Um, and as well, there's a, there was an experiment done. I was talking to someone about this. They, they posted a reel and they said part two in the reels tab and people were commenting saying, where's the reels tab? <laughs> right? That's so people don't necessarily know that. Yeah. So why make that barrier to entry any harder than what it already is? Yes. Make it super easy for your audience to connect with you, connect with your content, and really just it really just makes you the go-to person in, in your industry. Now, if you don't love the way that that reel looks like on your feed, by all means, you can take it off your feed and put it on the reels feed. But I would suggest that majority of your reels do stay on your feed. And again, you can always add a cover, add a cover, and you can make it look really aesthetic and really cohesive with the feed that you already have. Do you think doing one or the other in terms of it living on the post feed or the reels feed makes it more discoverable discoverable for Instagram or much of a muchness? No, they're, they're much of a muchness. They're both very similar. Um, they both get pushed out onto – it depends. Sometimes if you just post to the reels feed, it will only get seen by your normal audience. It depends. Um, however, the hashtags could take it for a ride and could make it really skyrocket. Now, I'm going to ask you about hashtags later. I wrote that down when we were just talking before. But what I do want to ask first is about, we'll get into that when we talk about how people can action this straight away in their business. I'd love to know yeah. about some results you've seen for small business owners, just everyday people like you and me and people who are listening. Tell me about some of the results you've seen because I think the results will really speak for themselves. Yes. I have so many wins, not just for myself, but also the people that are inside of our Rise with Reels course. So myself, I started my journey with Reels on 5,000 followers and now, what's that, like eight months later, nine months later, mm. I'm now on over 50K. That's and that's organically beautiful. posting. Yeah, that's organically posting two to three Reels per week. That's it. Nothing, no ads, no influencer marketing. It's just purely two to three Reels per week and showing up as the leader in my industry. Um. So that's one win for me. Another one as well, I've been we've been able to create a course and completely sell it out every single time because of how we show up. We've sold our course um, to over 400 people, 400 reelers are inside of our course, you, just using organic reels to promote it. We haven't used any Facebook ads, anything like that. We've used um, a little bit of affiliate marketing. We've doubled in that, but majority has been just our our organic reels. Then uh, we have a reeler from our round two rise with reels. She's based in the UK. She she works with teaching people how to make the most out of their food. So for example, instead of, you know, maybe a banana is going a bit yuck, instead of throwing it out, freeze it. And there are just so many more opportunities that you can do with that. Someone saw her reel and said, hey, we're doing a pop-up week in on Oxford Street in London about um, food and healthy lifestyles, etc. We would love for you to host your very own store, store, R-E, not stall. Yeah, she had yeah, her not own, own, like a little tent. No, not a tent, her own hole in the wall on Oxford Street with just like her signs everywhere, videos playing, teaching people how they can make better use of their food. Oxford Street, she was just 
you know, spotted on Instagram. Another, um, we have a few more reelers that have been creating reels and they're getting so many more inquiries than they were before. People are expanding their business. We have another client. She was originally working from home and then now she has her own studio in Melbourne that is just thriving and she's booked out. She has a wait list of 50 people who want to work with her and she physically can't. So she's starting to hire people as well. So it's just that it's not just, yeah, you're going to get followers. Yes, you're going to get, you know, engagement. But it's just, it's taking that that step further and saying you're going to get sales, you're going to get inquiries, you're going to get incredible opportunities that you've never had before. Yeah. What I love about Reels is how applicable it is to both product and service-based businesses. It's one of those type marketing tools that you can use for both. And I know there's people with both types of businesses listening. That is another yeah. thing. What kind of metrics do you think we should be tracking around reels? Do you look at reach or conversion? Tell me a bit about that. What what do you think people should be looking at? Like impressions. What what even let's go dial it all the way back. What even are impressions? So impressions are how many times your piece of content has been engaged with in that week or how however long you set the parameters to. Um they're just individual things. So, for example, you could see four of my reels that week. That's four impressions. Whereas reach, I've reached only one person, mm-hmm. which is you, right? So one person can have multiple impressions on whatever piece of content that you have going out onto Instagram. Um, unfortunately, reels itself doesn't have valid uh, insights at the moment. But the way that you can find the insights of your reels is just by posting reels for that one week and seeing how your content reacts and how your content goes. For myself, I always know what the insights are of my reels because I only post, mainly only post reels, which means I can see how many you know people it's reached. I can see the impressions it's gotten. I can see the profile visits it's gotten and the website taps. But when it comes to your reels, especially if you are you know, diluting that a little bit with posts or IGTVs, that those insights can be a bit misconstrued. It's it's not just from your reels. Mm. So the only real thing that you can look at from that is your view count, how many views you've gotten, how many likes you've gotten, and how many um, comments you've gotten, and how many reshares you've gotten as well. They're the main things that you'd yeah. be looking at for that. Um much of a muchness. It depends on what your goals are again, but views are a great indication as to whether your content is being liked and picked up by the right hashtags or um, interacted with by the right people. But I have I have a reel. It's my highest reel at the moment. It's got 1.1 million views and it has like 100 comments. Oh, so that's on yeah. 50,000 followers, right? So that's a huge amount of views. Well, that was back when I had like 25,000 views Amazing. Uh, 25,000 followers yeah so you know you're regardless of how many followers you have your reels have the potential to reach exponential amount of people in comparison to how many people are actually following you um yes so that reel only has 100 comments but it has 1.1 million views but I have other reels that have 200 comments that only have I say only but have about 30,000 views it's still great it's still a good number but it's just that inconsistency between how many comments there are compared to how many views there are. Sometimes it is just the luck of the draw, but it is really important to understand who your target audience is and really listen to the questions they're asking you to start creating viral content like that. 
And I really love the idea you did before, and I think this is really actionable, is even if people stopped putting up feed posts for a week and instead just put three stories, uh, sorry, gosh, three stories, three reels, and then looked at their results that week, posting only that type of content versus how they went the week before with just posts or just stories and having a look at the difference in engagement and reach and everything. I think that's a really good way to measure it. And that's a really easy way to measure it. We can all do that. Most people check their stats on Instagram. If not, you probably should be. Um, (laughs) You know where you're at. Exactly. And it's just about, okay, let's dial back the post this week. Let's post the reels. They don't need to be anything flashy. Um, Learn from people who are experts in the industry so you know exactly what you're doing. But it's just about getting out there and showing something different. I had a client um, she is very much like you, very scared to get in front of the camera. <laughs> she thinks she's going to miss the boat with reels. She's um, she's my mum's age, so she is just about 50, just under 50. She created a reel and it went off. It went so Amazing. well. It's gotten her highest amount of comments, the highest amount of views, um, likes, all of that kind of stuff than anything else because it's, one, a dynamic piece of content. Two, it's a reel, so Instagram is pushing it out more. Three, it has her in it, and it has her showcasing her clothes because she's a um, she's an online boutique, and she's showcasing what the clothes look like. So she's sh- she's showing us how you can style a maxi in four different ways. So she's got it with like a denim jacket. She's got it with a white top underneath. She's got it with a belt and um, like leggings and tights. So it's really about, okay, what do my audience really want to know? How can I provide them value and how can I do that inside of a reel? That is excellent. And you know what? That leads me so well into my next question. If you don't want to be dancing and pointing, I know not everyone's comfortable with it. You nail it. I honestly smile when I watch your ones. They're so happy and fun and positive. But, you know, maybe I'm like, okay, I'm 33 now. Do people want to see me dancing? I'm not sure. Maybe they do. Maybe they do and maybe that's my calling and I've just missed it. Could you give us some examples of what kind of content people can use for reels that are a bit different? And maybe we look at we can look at something from a product-based business and you just gave an, you gave examples of the restaurant and everything, but we'll touch on that again, I think. Um, and then also so product-based and also a service-based yeah, awesome. I love what you said about my reels just making you happy because that's the thing. I, I set out to create reels not just to be educational and be that you know go-to person, but for someone to come to my page and just feel happy, someone to come to my page and feel like they're connecting with me and really seeing that personality side that I have to offer that you can't really showcase using static posts. Okay, content ideas or different brands. So product-based, showing them behind the scenes. What does it look like to pack an order? What does it look like to create that product? What is, what is, how does that happen? Um, maybe three different ways to style that outfit, depending on if you're like a clothing brand. Um, let's just say, for example, you are um, a jeweler. You're a jeweler, you know, three different types of necklaces to get your mum for Mother's Day. I know we already had Mother's Day, but that's mm-hmm. an example that you could do. Yeah, it's a great example. Uh, what's another product-based business? Uh, let's say fruit, right? They're a fruit wholesaler. The reels that you could do as a fruit wholesaler is, hey, look how we turn this fruit and click into this meal. I love right? that. So a niche example. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fruit wholesaler listening to this podcast. Your time to shine is now. 
<laughs> that's you know you got to think of the farmers. You got to think of the farmers. You got to think of the people that create like fruit box boxes. Mm. Um, but that also works with food in general. Like, hey, um, you know, are you lover? Are you a lover of chocolate? Are you a lover of milk? Let's put those together. Here's what you create, and you create some chocolate mousse extravaganza thing. If you're a cake decorator, you know, watch me turn this cake slab into Mickey Mouse. Aren't they the best? Cake videos. I could go down a hole for half an hour easily. And you know who does this really well? And I'd encourage anyone who hasn't listened to episode three, Mia Plessick from Slick Hair Co. She does a lot of behind the scenes content. And I think she's such a great inspiration in that. And her and I discussed in our interview, she had one video that was just the print Australia Post label printer, just printing and dropping the labels into a perfect fold. And I was like, as a business owner, I understand that. I get it. And, you know, I love seeing that. And she actually said sometimes the most boring content in your mind yeah. is actually what people really want to see. Yes. You know why? Because audiences are voyeuristic. We love to see what people are doing in their day-to-day life. We love – that's why vlogs do so well. We love to see how people go about their day-to-day life and what they're doing. And when you're seeing behind the scenes of businesses, again, packing orders, just watching the the roll of orders come off of the Australia Post thing, um, or even just printing out a piece of paper and putting it in your package, mm-hmm. right? People like seeing that because it's almost like it's calming as well. Mm. It's not something crazy and it's just like this is my normal mundane life. Here's what it's like. Plus, that's the best way to get sales. Yeah. Because they feel like, well, your audience feels like they're a part of the process. They're a part of what you're doing. They're a part of what you're selling. So they're already invested in it. It just makes it that step easier for them to go and pull their card out and actually pay for it because they already feel like they're a part of the process. Mm. I love that comment about audiences being voyeuristic. And I mean, you just need to look at reality TV. Yeah. As an example of that's on a grand scale of and just your own behavior as a consumer of social media. So from a service-based perspective, say, I don't know, random example, you host a podcast about small business marketing and PR. I mean, what kind of reels would you do for something like that? So good. So my favorite go-to one for businesses in service-based areas is this versus that. So what people think they need to run a business versus what they actually need. Oh, so that. becoming that go-to person in your industry, you're like, let me write that down. That's going to be my first reel. I am writing um, <laughs> down with the pen right now. This this one reel that I'm going to post before this episode goes live, this versus yes. okay. Yes. So I, I created this reel, I want to say the end of last year, and it did so well. I just love because people, you know, they're so ingrained in their way of thinking that this is the right way. So myth busting, what are myths that you can bust on whatever industry you're in, in terms of businesses, you know, you need X amount of dollars to start a business and you're like, "Mm, no, you don't. You need this, this, and this. So that's a few examples. Three tips to five reasons why. Here's how to. Here's an update that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Small businesses, if you needed to hear this, here's what you need to know. So things like inspiration, education, marketing, what are these kind of things that you can create? Also, personal stories. How did you get to where you are now? Where were you before and where are you now? Okay. 
you've given me a lot of <laughs> I really have to deliver now don't I I really you do. I have I'll, no I'll, I'll keep an eye out yeah I have no excuse okay so we've got some ideas we know how valuable reels are you talked about how often we need to be posting what do we need to get started do I need fancy equipment do I need a ring light like what's the bare minimum I need to get started that is so funny because um <laughs> My the co-creator of Rises Reels, her name is Alicia. She's from the so she's from the Social Impact. She is based in Melbourne, and I'm based in Sydney. And last week we met for the first time, and it's so funny because she came into the room and she's like, "Monique, we're going to do a quick live here. Get the phone, get the ring light." And I was like, "Oh, how do I? You know, I've used a ring light before with my clients, but I don't actually have one at my at my in my office." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll, I'll turn it on." I put it in the tripod. I put it in the ring light, I put the phone on, I turned it on and I was like, whoa, hello, I like this. And it was so funny because my boyfriend was um, on the live as well watching and Alicia's like, hey, Anthony, like she she wants a ring light and he messaged saying the only ring she's getting is a ring light. <laughs> that is a <laughs> I know, right? So everyone was dying. But um, I don't have a ring light so there is no need to, you know, to start off, I need to have X, Y, Z. You don't need a ring light to start off. You technically don't need a tripod either. I actually started my reels without a tripod. And at the point where I feel like, felt like I needed a tripod, I had my little DIY hack. I got my phone and I got a piece of ribbon that I tied around the phone and I got my window, I opened it up and I closed the window into the ribbon. So it made it almost like a little anchor that held my phone oh. and most of my reels that were recorded at my old place were using just a piece of ribbon inside a windowsill. I love how thrifty entrepreneurs are. It really gets me excited. There is no problem we can't solve without spending money. <laughs> no, there isn't. There isn't. It's so funny. But I would say the only thing that you do need is a phone. Yes. It doesn't need to be a fancy phone. It can be whatever phone you want. I do recommend an iPhone though because Samsung's can be quite glitchy when it comes to anything Instagram related because Instagram is compatible with Apple first. Okay. I didn't know that. Not so much with Samsung. Yeah. So you will find that if Samsung's or Androids are trying to create reels, sometimes their text is a little bit squished or a little bit off center. It's because Instagram is trying to compress all this information because Samsung's and iPhone and um, Android phones are longer than than iPhones, mm. so they squish it and bring it out wider because iPhones are wide and kind of stumpy, whereas Samsung's are thin and long. Mm. So they're squishing all the information into one thing. That's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So a phone. You need a phone. You know what? I hazard a guess that if you're listening to this podcast, you have a phone. So which means you can get started. Now, That's on it. <laughs> okay. So I was going to – one thing I wanted to go back to was hashtags. How do hashtags work with Reels? Yeah. So hashtags with Reels, with posts are exactly the same. You need to be posting all 30 and making sure you're posting it either in the comments or in the caption, whatever floats your boat, um, but making sure that they are there because why not have the opportunity to make your reel go further than what it already is already, mm-hmm. right? Let it get picked up by certain, reel, by, by certain hashtags, making sure your hashtags aren't 
you know, all of them aren't over a million, making sure the majority of them are below the one million mark. That way you are being seen by these by these hashtags. So generally the same rule for your posts is the same for your reels. Amazing. Okay. If you can give small business owners one final tip about Instagram reels, what would that tip be? My tip for Instagram reels is to get your phone. And I know some people think I'm not creative. I'm not, I'm not whatever. Okay. Get your phone, go into your DMs. And I want you to pick out three questions that someone has asked you, create those three questions and put them into a reel. One reel per question. So by the end of this, you'll have three reels created just answering your audience's question in a reel. Find a song, put it behind it, and then you're done. That is so clever. That is amazing. That is such a good tip, and everyone will be getting it. There's questions I get asked all the time as a PR that are specific to my industry and my niche, right? I could just answer that via reels. Exactly. So it's almost like, yes, you could answer this question individually to each person that comes to you, but why not, you know, if someone's asking you that in your DMs, chances are other people are also thinking that they just don't have the guts or the time or the thought process to then go and DM you. Mm -hmm. So when you're creating content that answers these questions that are in your DMs, people are almost like, oh, Monique, you're reading my mind. Right, so you become that go-to person. You become that leader in your industry, and your audience will really recognize you for that and start engaging with your content a lot more as well. And that's what we all want to be, whether we're product or service-based. We want to be recognized as being a leader in that industry. I mean, that's just why we started businesses, right? Exactly. And a lot of people sit back and they say, "Well, I only have two hundred followers. You know, why would anyone care about what I have to say, or why would anyone really notice me?" 200 followers, put them in a room. That's 200 people that you are speaking to. Now, if you can't engage or communicate with 200 people, then you can't engage and communicate with 2,000 people. Yeah. So it's on the follower count that's, that is that is the problem here or the main focus. It's how you're creating content and how you're engaging with your audience. So everyone has an influence, whether that be over 200 people, whether that be over 2,000 people, either way you are influencing people and what you do and what you say matters. Amazing. That is so good. Now, if people want to see how it's done, where can they find you on socials? Awesome. So you can find me on Instagram at the socialista with an underscore, or you can also find us at Rise with Reels course um, on Instagram where we share tips and tricks all about how you can ace your reels and join Rise with Reels round four, which is launching in a few weeks time that is amazing now obviously i'm about to hang this call up and quickly make a tripod out of something and reels <laughs> so i can hold up my end of the bargain here that i will post a reel monique thank you so much for joining me that was so incredibly informative and actionable and i think people are going to get so much value from this episode Guys, if you like the episode, make sure you subscribe on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Let us know how much you love this interview with Monique. Monique, thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on. (laughs) No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have spoken about Reels. Reels is my favorite thing ever. So it's just, I love it. It's so good. (laughs) You can see why you're so good at it. All right. Bye. Bye.